If you'd like to support our efforts, go to patreon.com slash Omaha and consider becoming a patron for a few dollars a month. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. Adam, another day, another dollar, eh? Absolutely, and I'm excited to be here and do it. Well, great, great. Well, we're going to talk about Kuntz Place. Uh, In in previous podcasts, we've talked about the Kuntz brothers, and uh, they founded the first what became First National Bank of Omaha. Um, And but uh, Kuntz Place uh, was popular after the uh, Trans Mississippi Exposition of 1898. Talk about that and where it was and all that, or where it is. It's still there. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Herman Kuntz. Him and his brothers got together one day. They came out to Nebraska from Ohio, and they decided to make their fortune uh, in Nebraska. A couple of them went on, and they went to Denver. They founded the Denver State Bank and built their fortune there. But they came back to work with their brother, Herman and Augustus. And Herman and Augustus Kuntz and their brother, Charles, and then their children, they were all involved in early Omaha and really car- helped carve out the city. Uh, Herman Kuntz had a beautiful mansion there on South 10th Street. But he decided to really invest in North Omaha. And what he did in the 1860s is bought a chunk of land, a section uh, in North Omaha, before that, before the neighborhood existed. It was a wide, flat, open plain that looked like a savanna. And there were streams and creeks and tall prairie grass and the whole nine yards. Kuntz had a vision for it, though. So he dumped a bunch of money in and he held on to it. He held on to it into the 1880s. Then in the 1880s, he laid out a plat with streets and sidewalks and uh, gas-powered streetlights and the whole nine yards and he started selling lots he he gave it to agents to sell and these agents sold the heck out of it it didn't really take off right away though uh in the 1880s a few big mansions had moved in and a couple people had some glorious things going on the earliest house in the coots place neighborhood that i found so far is from 1872 and it's actually still standing today wow cool but the, the the rest of it took some time to fill in and so leading all the way up into the 1890s in the 1890s Omaha was getting all exacerbated because the economy was floundering. It wasn't doing well. And these business leaders said, you know what? Chicago had a big festival, a big fair a few years back, and we can do the same thing here in Omaha. And so they looked across the grand expanse of the Missouri River, and they called it the Trans-Mississippi Exposition, the Trans-Mississippi and International Exposition of 1898. And uh, they were looking all around Omaha to find a great place for it. They looked at Riverside Park in South Omaha. They looked at the beautiful Hanscom Park. They looked up north at Fort Omaha and Miller Park in that area. But then in the last minutes before the decision had to be made, this guy, Herman Kuntz, this old banker, came in and said, you know what, you guys can use my land for a song. And then when I'm done, I'll give a chunk of it to Omaha to start a park. And boy, did that sound good to those businessmen. And it worked out good for Kuntz because he would sell more lots. So they built up this magnificent edifice of these buildings that looked like Greek temples. And they put them all around a grand lagoon. And you know what, Steve? We're going to talk about this in another podcast. But basically, this Trans-Mississippi Expo, it was hot stuff. And afterwards, Kuntz Place took off. And everybody wanted a house in the neighborhood. Uh, and it's still a, a, a beautiful neighborhood, but uh, you know, back in the day, uh, in in the late 1800s, um, it was a, a neighborhood for uh, bankers, lawyers, doctors, business leaders, and that was because of the streetcars that ran downtown, right? You got it, man. It was the first streetcar suburb in Omaha. Yeah, that can easily be said. You know, a lot of that credit goes to 
Dundee and to other places west. But in reality, it was the Coons Place neighborhood that was the first streetcar suburb in Omaha. And basically what these folks did, they built up their grand mansions. They had all kinds of fancy stuff going on. And um, they built grand churches, you know, Sacred Heart Church, Catholic Church. It's still there. That's a remnant of those times. And and there, there are more a dozen grand churches that still stand in North Omaha, that still stand in the Coons Place neighborhood that were founded in that era. And so when these guys were founding them, when they were building all that stuff out, you know, their eyes were really on how to up, uphold their upscale life and really make it kind of a significant place to be and live and do and all those wonderful things. And so as all of that was happening, uh, you know, the neighborhoods begin to fill in. Uh, they went from doctors and lawyers and all these kinds of uh, upwardly mobile professions, as it were, and uh, regular people started moving in. Uh, smaller houses were built. Uh, the blocks began with grand mansions, and then they started to infill with smaller and smaller houses. And along the way, you ended up with millionaires living next to teachers, living next to single men and single women and small houses. And so you had all this variation in the neighborhood happening, north to south, east to west. The Coons Place neighborhood really uh, spreads from Ames Avenue on the north all the way south to Lake Street from 14th and 16th Street all the way over to 30th. And within that zone, within that area, you had just this magnificent variety of houses. On my blog, folks can actually read a list of different addresses still standing today where they can see some of these magnificent mansions and churches and old buildings and just wonderful, wonderful things. I have comparison photos of what it used to look like to what it does look like and just great things in between. You know, one of the neatest parts of Coots Place that folks don't really know about is that the University of Nebraska at Omaha, our grand institution of higher learning in Omaha, was actually founded right there in North Omaha, right there in Coons Place mm -hmm. in 1907. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so... Just with that kind of a legacy, there are more than uh, almost uh, – actually, there are more than a half dozen buildings that are on the National Register of Historic Places. There are more than a dozen buildings that are recognized Omaha landmarks right in Coons Place. So it's a really historically vibrant place. You know, you and I talked about Clarence Wigington, uh, Omaha's, North Omaha's architect, an African-American architect in a time when there barely were any. Uh, he designed houses and churches right there in the Coons Place neighborhood. So – Really vibrant place, lots going on, and uh, just a legacy that's unparalleled. You know, one of my favorite stories about North Omaha is right there in the Coots Place neighborhood, Steve. Oh, well, tell us that story. Man, I want to tell you all about it. Once upon a time, Omaha had this notorious madame. And, and you know, if you're an Omaha history fan, you've heard of her. Her name is Anna Wilson. But if you haven't heard of her, what you need to know is that she was notorious not because she was a bad person, but because she was a good person. Anna Wilson was was the uh, proverbial prostitute with a heart of gold, and she brought in women to work for her when they were young and destitute, but she set them up to become successful older ladies if they made it through the profession. She helped them save money, and she helped them buy houses and get health care when they needed it in the whole nine yards. She's credited with all kinds of things. Anna Wilson ended up towards, excuse me, towards the end of her life, she moved to Coots Place. One of the early... Um, investors in the Coons Place neighborhood was a man named uh, Alfred Jones, A.D. Jones. A.D. Jones, again, you students of North of Omaha history, you'll recognize A.D. Jones's name because he was a mayor, an early mayor of Omaha, but he was the first postmaster in Omaha. And there's great stories about him carrying the mail around in a stovetop hat to deliver it across the uh, little town of Omaha City in the 1850s. 
Uh, A.D. Jones, he was also a very wealthy businessman by the end of his life, and he built a grand mansion uh, in in the Coons Place neighborhood for the purpose of living with the fancy folks. Um, and in his grand mansion, it was there on Wirt Street at 20th, you know, just by uh, Florence Boulevard. It's gone today, but while the mansion stood, it was huge, and it was beautiful. It was built out of brick and had a grand veranda around wraparound porch and just all these magnificent elements of uh, old Gothic style uh, mansion really credited with being a beautiful place. Anna Wilson bought the mansion from A.D. Jones. Long story short, she uh, lived there for almost a dozen years and then passed away. And in her will left the mansion to the Omaha old folks home. The old folks home was originally located around 17th and word. And it was in a old apartment building looking thing. And, and Wilson thought that the old folks would really like to sit on that veranda and really like to take in the view of the beautiful old neighborhood. So she donated her mansion. Well, the old folks home didn't want to receive a mansion uh, from an old prostitute. <laughs> the city had a problem with Anna Wilson because she was so giving and had such a huge heart. But albeit she was a prostitute and a madame and nobody wanted to associate with her if they didn't have to. So they ended up selling that mansion and it stayed standing all the way through the 1970s. Uh, as an apartment building, a couple different things, and it was eventually demolished. But, uh, you know, the ghost that that place could tell, one of the interesting pieces that comes out of that history is that uh, Anna Wilson's servant thought that he was going to inherit the mansion. He thought he was going to be a wealthy man when she died. Alas, she didn't give him any money, uh, and, and no word on why or how or anything like that. But uh, she ended up uh, giving it to the old folks' home, giving away all of her money across the city. She had other charities. She gave away her brothel on Dodge Street to the city of Omaha to become a city hospital, and they turned it into a tuberculosis hospital eventually. She gave the creche, the Omaha Creche Children's uh, Society a ton of money, and she gave a couple other organizations a lot of money, and she really just laid her footprint around. But, you know, this old folks' home, they turned away the donation, of the house, they sold it. They took the money. They took some other money, and they ended up buying a place, building a place over on uh, Fontenelle Boulevard that today we call the Leo Von Manor. And mm-hmm. the Leo Von Manor is still standing, and that was partly because of Anna Wilson's donation of her mansion on Wart Street in Coons Place. So it's all tied together in a big bow. If you ever get a chance to drive up to Coons Place, it's it's still a very beautiful area, uh, beautiful churches. It also had hospitals and theaters in the day, but there were other things going on uh, in, in the area. The Douglas County Fair and the Nebraska Fair uh, uh, were held in what is now a, a, a big field off Commercial Avenue. Talk about that. You know, it, interesting. It's it's an interesting intersection of all this history. You and I ter- talked a, l- uh, a couple episodes ago about Saratoga. We mentioned that and and the work of Erastus Beetle. After Beetle left Nebraska in 1858, uh, he took off and went back to New York State. And folks were worried that the town of Saratoga was shut down. And essentially, it was. It never incorporated. It never had a city council or anything like that. But the people kept living in that area. That area is centered around 24th and Ames. Coots Place butts up right up against the edge of Saratoga. And on the corner of uh, 16th and Commercial Avenue, you can still see the area today, even though, like you just said, Steve, you know, it's got other stuff going on right there. Uh, there was a grand, wide-open field that was there. And this field, uh, they in, in the 1870s, the Omaha Driving Association was founded to create the Omaha Driving Park right. at the corner of 16th and Commercial. Mm-hmm. Well, 
wait, what was anybody driving in the 1870s? They were driving buggies and horses and wagons, and they would literally take them to this track and race them. So here's this image of horses pulling buggies with little riders right there, and they're racing around an oval track. And it was a heck of a place. But but don't make it just a dusty thing out in the middle of nowhere. They had grandstands. They built uh, stables. They had paddocks. They had all kinds of different facilities right there for this grand area. And it fluctuated throughout the years. Some, some decades it was really popular. Some decades it wasn't. Eventually, the Trans-Mississippi Expo had a lot of events that happened right there, including Buffalo Bill's Wild West show. You know, when Buffalo Bill got his show going, he founded it out in North Platte, Nebraska. But then he brought it into Omaha and held it right there at the Omaha Driving Park for his very first ever public performance. The first ever public performance of Buffalo Bill's Wild West show was in North Omaha, Nebraska. So that history doesn't get taught in school very much, I'll tell you what. No. But eventually, right? Yeah. Eventually, lots of different things happen there. Like you said, the county fair and the state fair uh, both happened in that same driving park. Uh, and then eventually, the driving park became um, uh, a car racing park uh, where they had uh, actual cars race at the turn of the century. And when cars were automobiles were first getting their engines and coming into play. Uh, and and all of that was closed out by 1920, but all the way up until then, woo-wee, there was a lot going on. It was, it was pretty cool, huh? Now, right. I can remember the day when the place to be on Sunday night was Sunset Speedway. Now, that was northwest Omaha, but that was originally down in that area, huh? So the Omaha Driving Park, as it, as it began to wane for horses and got used by cars, they ended up putting, first they put in a wooden track, and that wooden track was used for those light cigar-shaped cars. Uh, and then it was used as a velodrome, which is a bicycle racing track there on wood. And then that was taken out, and it was called for a short period the Omaha Sunset Park. A couple of years. World Herald mentioned it back in the day. And by the 1920s, the Omaha Sunset Park was shut. But soon after, we have Sunset Speedway. And so the legacy of the Omaha Driving Park extended all the way into the end of the Sunset Speedway. I'll be darned. I'll be I'll say that was something I, I, I didn't know. And uh, if you want to learn stuff about uh, Omaha history, Adam's blog is NorthOmahaHistory.com, and his, his Facebook is North Omaha History. And uh, thanks for joining us for uh, the North Omaha History Podcast, another edition with Adam Fletcher Sassy. Uh, if you'd like to support our efforts, you can go to Patreon.com slash Omaha consider becoming a pat- uh, patron for just a couple of bucks a month. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Omaha. And you, you've got a whole bunch of books on all this stuff on Amazon, don't you, Adam? Absolutely. The North Omaha History Series is waiting for every reader on Amazon. Uh, you know, you can look up volume one, two, and three right there right now. And one of the funnest things that I do in those books, Steve, is that I don't go chronological. I try to avoid the boring history, and I just tell stories. I tell the stories from the neighborhood's histories that have been forgotten uh, throughout the years. I bring out the people, the places, the events, the activities, the organizations, everything that I can to really shine a light on the powerful, positive history of North Omaha. And it's waiting right there on Amazon right now. Fabulous. And, oh, hey, let me also tell you, if you go over to... uh uh, patreon.com slash Omaha. Uh, you, you can leave a comment there too and uh, let us know, uh, make some suggestions on future episodes of the North Omaha History Podcast. And, you know, we'll take a look at that. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian 
Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.